This is Tess Pelicano from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and you're listening to Fade In, recorded under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios. In three, two, one, action. Hello and welcome to Fade In, a podcast where we follow the life and times of a ragtag group of filmmakers making stories on screen and over the podcast airways. As we learned in our pilot last week, this show is following the evolution of the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop through interviews with cast and crew members. I am your host, Tess Pelicano. Among other things, I am a producer for the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop. On our show today, my guests are Jason Klein. You got a real face for radio. And Nicholas Roars. You know, it's not always about my looks, Tess. <laughs> See how much she cares? As you may have heard on our last show, our last episode, we were going to do a workshop called Scene Number 76. For this workshop, Jason and Nick both did things that are new for them. So that is why they are on our show to talk about that. But we're also going to learn what they've done in the past for Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop and what interests them in filmmaking. Jason, I think we're going to start with you. Welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. So why don't you kind of introduce yourself and explain uh, what your experience has been with filmmaking and what your interest is with that. So I'm really interested in a lot of it, you know, a lot of different facets of, um, of filmmaking, whether that be writing, directing, cinematography, editing. I mm-hmm. like it all really, but um, I haven't really had a lot of experience doing necessarily all of those because... Because <laughs> you're young. Yeah. Well, yeah you're I, young. You're, yeah. you're in college, right? I'm taking core classes okay. and um, then I plan on transferring yeah. to go to film school. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So in CFW, you really, you're here to learn a lot of, uh, really get well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Most, yes. Of my, most of my knowledge is from the internet, which you can learn a lot. Different video essays are all over the internet, and they they can talk about you know theories behind the stories in in film, or just talk about the whole grammar of film in general, like wh- like why to use a certain shot, um, or edit it in this way or edit it in that way. You don't even need to go to film school now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what kind of movies do you like to to watch? I like all movies. I mean, I like anything from. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like romantic comedies. Come on, right. Jason. But, yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> Nick's so into like the Titanic. That's his jam, man. <laughs> what kind of comedy in that is there for you? There's oh, as a romantic. Oh, that's true. It's not a romantic comedy. It's, it's a romantic tragedy. It's yeah, just, exactly. Like, tons of rich people dying. <laughs> and Jack, who's not rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one poor He's guy. Rich died. in spirit. Oh. And he finally won an Oscar. Yeah, which Jack is great. Jack finally yeah. won an Oscar. <laughs> so, yeah, the kind of movies I like watching, I like watching a lot of art house films. Uh, I like directors like Stanley Kubrick, Martin Scorsese, hmm. Igmar Bergman, and uh, Coen Brothers. I love them. Yeah. There's a new Coen Brothers movie coming out. Yeah, I saw it. it the was Hail, Hail Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. I thought it was entertaining. I just, I, I just it wasn't my favorite of theirs. Uh, okay, what's your favorite of theirs? I think Fargo. I just really like everything about it. It's um, it's kind of a, a comedy of manners. You have the um, people from Minnesota and North Dakota, and they're all, they're all like, "Oh, you betcha," and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, yeah, I was make... born in Minnesota. Leave the. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> do they really talk like that in Minnesota? Uh, yes, they do. That's... Every time I go over there, it's like, "Oh, don't you know?" 
You betcha. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you yeah. betcha. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask Nick the same questions. Uh, kind of give us an introduction of who you are and what you do uh, for a living and what your you know interest is in filmmaking. Well, basically, I work in video post-production. I'm a f- technically freelance, so I kind of can bounce around a lot. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff. What did you do right out of college? You worked in Philadelphia for a while, right? Just basically try to find stuff in the film, you know, career. Because <laughs> New Hampshire isn't exactly up-and-coming place for that right now. I <laughs> uh, basically went out there, did rap videos and stuff, and, you know, it started getting old. Yeah. Basically, I wanted to get into more narrative filmmaking. I mean, that's my interest, is telling stories, and can only do that so much with, like, music videos and the like. So I basically moved down here and started looking for a job. And now, you know, I'm here. Now you're freelance editor guy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of transcoding, um, you know, digitizing tapes. It's probably the bulk of it. There were no barriers in money or, you know, experience. If you could right now have the dream job in production, what would you want to be doing right now? Uh, basically all of it, uh, producing it, um, being on set, and then editing it. So you want to do the whole thing by yourself? Not by myself. <laughs> you know, with, like friends, if I ever find those, you know. Yeah, Nick is friendless. <laughs> so, well, kind of give us a, a rundown of how you got here in filmmaking. Well, you know started one spring evening my mom went into labor and now (laughs) (laughs) it's a whole different podcast (laughs) now so ever since i was little i've always like basically reading and writing and that type of stuff what kind of things did you like to read and write uh redwall if anyone knows redwall you can be my friend right now for those of us who aren't your friends right now and don't know what that is what is redwall it's a fantasy series you know it's like middle school age target you know, mm-hmm. it's about like little mice and rats and weasels and otters, which are probably my favorite, badgers. And they all have like wars and stuff. And it's Oh, they're personified in like a medieval kind of... Yes, it's <laughs> freaking <laughs> awesome. So that's what made you want to become a filmmaker. No, I've always just liked stories and then telling stories as well. And I used to like kind of want to be an author when I was like in middle school and elementary school. But then kind of just started gearing towards film because it's more visual and auditory basically Mm -hmm. not that I don't like writing still but it's just like a different atmosphere putting all the music together um, coloring it to enhance the mood using different lighting schemes and all that type of stuff yeah some people are like you know I read this book or I saw this movie and that's what really inspired me I just like good stories I mean if I had to name who one of my more favorite directors is it's probably David Lynch because he's just love David Lynch, yeah, he's great. A weird guy, and I and I love it. Twin Peaks, which is great show, amazing, yeah. and you know everyone who knows Twin Peaks, let's uh be glad that our that gum we like is coming back in style soon. The what? Exactly. It's like surrealism. It's got a lot of um, it's got a lot of weird stuff in it. Like there's a scene where um where the guy's having a dream. Kyle um, what's the actor's name? Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin, yeah. And uh, he's having a dream, and then there's this, like, little person who um, is all dressed in red, and they're in a red room, and, um... Oh, yeah. You guys uh, get the it. The guy just know. creepy snaps the whole thing. No, he doesn't snap. He, uh, he just talks in this weird, like, okay. backwards... He it, talks backwards. He yeah. talks backwards. It's weird. What? 
vibes. It's it's weird. It's cool. And it's shot. Really getting a sense of who you guys are right now. <laughs> I like horror movies, but not really what comes out lately because it's all like slasher. Yeah, jump scares. Let's yeah. just kill people while they're having sex. I mean, that's always going to happen in horror movies because <laughs> that's what it is. But I mean, like Suspiria is probably my favorite horror movie. What's that? Suspiria. Never heard of it. Is that Dario Argento, if I even say that, said his name right. Did you want to make horror films, Nick? Is that what you want to do? Is that something that really interests Not you? just horror movies, but like anything with a good story. It's more of just a shame that like people kind of are getting away from story, it seems like. And like a lot of people on YouTube and like those filmmakers tend to just be like, oh, I'm just going to have this fight scene and that's my entire story. It's like, you know, it's kind of moved away from the whole human element of storytelling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I can make a laser blast and After Effects really easy. So we're going to do that. It's kind of a shame. What kind of of stories do you feel like are more human stories that you uh, appreciate more and feel like they're closer to, to the quality you're thinking about? Well, ones that don't just, you know the whole plot point is for someone's head to blow up you know stuff that gets away from that <laughs> well if we're talking recent i don't know i saw the room or room yeah whatever oh was oscar nominated they won a couple oscars i think um i think that was really good and i thought it was a great example of how you don't need like all these fancy locations going back to some of those youtube people i talk about it was just like i got a drone now look at this huge opening shot i can do you know it's great and all but look at this movie that put two people in a room Literally. And it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to go to like, these fancy set locations. You don't need, like, to travel to New Zealand to shoot a movie. If you have a good story, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People yeah. just like to throw money at problems. I mean, you got time, creativity, money, choose too. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to our guests about their experience on Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop's most recent project, scene number 76, that our man here, Jason, directed as a new director. So we will be right back. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and you're listening to Fade In, Recorded under the baobab tree. Uh, baobab. Ugh. Let me try it one more time. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop. And you're listening to Fade In, recorded under the baobab tree at Baobab Tree Studios. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. That you look. Oh, no. You know, it's not always about my looks, Tess. Hmm. Well, nobody could see you on this. They can't. They don't know how you look. You got a real face for radio. <laughs> So welcome back to Fade In. We are in our second segment of this episode. We're going to talk about Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop's most recent project that we shot last weekend at the Bethany Clark Memorial Library. Uh, It is scene number 76, which was a workshop to bring the group together to learn different aspects of crew and production that they were unfamiliar with. So Dave, our executive producer, who was our guest on our pilot episode, picked a scene from a famous film from a long time ago uh, that at the time we had no idea what the film was and took a, a scene from that film for a new director to direct and for new lighting people and new sound people to record and set up and light and all those things. So our guest today are two of those people. Jason was our new director on that film, 
and Nick explored the world of lighting for the first time. Yes, on set, sure. Can you uh, kind of explain your experience in uh, the lighting department and why that was something that interested you for this project? Well, I think the point of the whole Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop is to explore different aspects of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it should be, you know, switched up. If you don't, like, understand the entire process, you're kind of screwed. If you're on set as a director and it's like, I don't put lights, what do you want? Like, yeah, I think you always need to... Like, no if you issue, work in a yeah. kitchen, if you want to be a chef of a kitchen, you better have damn well, like, swept the floors before. Not that lighting is beneath directing, but it's just a different aspect. It's like you need to be able to communicate and articulate what you want to everybody knowing what they know. Exactly. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And especially as an editor, too, I do need to understand a lot of that stuff. Lighting is kind of similar to coloring. They kind of coexist together. I mean, you kind of like to color. Uh, when I wrote and directed uh, Truly Terrifying, and you edited that for us, um, I worked a lot with you, and something you told me was, you know, I wanted a certain look, but you were like, they didn't do that lighting scheme on set. I'm not a magician. I can do a lot of great things on this editing software, but if it's not done on set, you know, there's just some things you cannot make on editing. You have to be able to make it look the way you want with lighting. Yeah. You're shooting to edit, basically. As much as people might not want to say it, everything is for the editor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People always say editors kind of make the best directors because they know how to shoot for the edit. Do you want to direct? Is that something that interests you? Eventually, I would direct. Oh, interesting. I did not know that about Nicholas. I've said it multiple times, but yes. Well, now you've said it's recorded. It's here. You heard it here. Well, Nick wants to direct, so that's, yeah. Yeah, sometime. At some point, do you want to? You you said before also you were interested in writing, and story. Is that something you want to work on now? Like, is that? Uh, well, I'm always writing. Are you? Yeah. What kind of stuff are you writing? That's yeah, very secret. Oh, it's it's under it's confidential. Need like, to know. For the like a full length thing or a short? Uh, short that kind of would lead into a longer series type of thing. You want to share yeah, at well, all? Expand it. on your <laughs> on our no, question? Uh, no, I said no. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> okay. I'll say this about Jason on scene 76. You know, he's the director, and he was one of the first ones being like, what can I grab and bring inside? Any director who does that, like, I'll always work with. Thanks. Very, very yeah, nice. Yeah. This was your first time directing? Um, well, yes. I've, done, I've done videos in the past and stuff, but it's, it was all stuff in high school or stuff. At, a ca- at camps and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, so this was your first time directing with a professional crew. Exactly, yeah. You know, with pre-production well, I mean, and all that stuff. we don't have to up. call us professional. But there are some <laughs> of us who were semi-professional, professional. Semi-professional, yeah. <laughs> semi-professional. Half the people are professionals and half of us are aspiring professionals. We know what we're doing. But Chickens so, with their heads cut off, Tess, let's be yeah, real here. Uh, they <laughs> still run around for a little while after their heads get cut off. That's so weird to me that they... Uh, it's the, <laughs> the nerve endings and the chickens... They're still firing, uh-huh. and that's why their legs still go. They don't so, go for very long, though. So they're not thinking There's of direction. There's a chicken that lived for, like, a year or something with his head cut off. What? That doesn't I, I make it up on Wikipedia. I heard a chicken that lived for, like, like 80 years. That, no, not 80 years. 80, but. 80, I mean. All right. Wait, that doesn't even make sense. We're getting off topic. It was interesting working as first-time directors that you can't get everything all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like That was new know, for you. That was that, new for me. You did not know that. You, you came up to me and said that to me on set. You had no... You know, people had said that. I think I had said that to you. David said that to you. You're not gonna get. It's not gonna be exactly what you yeah. envision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I I think the most interesting thing 
because I, I love I love working with, with uh, camera positions and I love expressing the story visually but you know I never really directed actors before so I did some research on like what not to say to actors and you suck no. <laughs> Sorry, and like how to Nick's okay. reflecting what people say to him all the time just my parents <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I love you <laughs> and um you know how to how to how to direct them and stuff and really what i what i learned was that it's better not to ask for the results it's better to get them to that place so that they give you the results mm -hmm. so like what i mean is like i would ask him questions like at the end of the at the end of the shoot when he asks for a couple more minutes left working with the psychiatrist oh one of the lines in the scene or the scene is is a kid a teenager mm -hmm. in a psychologist's office it's just uh the teenager and the doctor and, he and you're you're referring to one of the lines is he asks for a few more minutes mm -hmm. with the when when she says there's t the time is up yeah i was like okay these five minutes are the most important thing in the world right now for you oh you so, were saying this to your actor who yeah, was billy yeah to billy i'm like mm -hmm. just kind of getting him to that place where where you're where you're there and then he can just give an authentic performance you know and so i think that that worked well considering i was first time director well i want to say on that note cause i agree with jason because a lot of like newbie or like new directors would be like you need to be angry you need to be sad like that doesn't really work there's no motivation behind that statement like it's similar to the edit for me from working with the director you can't just be like I don't know, make it angry. What he said Exactly. And I didn't do exactly any line said, readings. Yeah, I know a lot of act directors do line readings. You know, That's I know over directing. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Well, it's I, called I would almost call it under. You need to get them to that place, I think. Like, you can't just emotionally. Hand them the fish. You have to know what I'm it. saying? The way that they say the line. Like sometimes the directors will say, okay, I want you to say that line like this. That's called a line reading. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I didn't do that because I know that, that that would be too forced contrived the little you know that kind of thing you feel like the emotion presented Wouldn't, if you hand them what you want to hear would not be as authentic exactly yeah exactly. got it got yeah. it that's yeah that's a really good answer i when i directed truly terrifying last july uh 2015 i did not know these things i was excited i i'd never done it before and it was it was exhilarating i think you know like can Commanding people. Like <laughs> okay. The <laughs> dictator was born. <laughs> Hail Jason. <laughs> you grow a little mustache right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of sensitive with Jason Tess. <laughs> Jason doesn't have facial hair. Nick has a full beard for those. Well, I, I got say. a little. I got <laughs> got a few I didn't mean the beard part. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got a full mustache and beard for those who can't see, and Jason doesn't have any. He's got a few whiskers. I meant the religion part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's true. Jason's Jewish. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, it felt sometimes like. Uh, a lot of the time when I tried to command the room, it, it sort of felt like it was hard to do that because I'm not really someone who just like screams and says, guys, let's do like, you know, it's it's hard to. Dave is that guy. Dave is <laughs> that guy. So I felt like a lot like that was his job. He was the first, uh, you know, first AC or, what you know, whatever the mm -hmm. position's called. But AD. AD, sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, assistant director. Yeah. It is a challenge faced by by new directors. Uh -huh. it's, it's difficult to say, you know, kind of again. The more you do on set, the more comfortable you'd probably feel behind directing. Yeah, I, def I definitely want to try the different positions now, like um, like working as DP or sound guy. or I probably can't carry that boom for that long, so you're I probably... <laughs> yeah, you're a little short for the boom. Yeah, exactly. you <laughs> a little short to be a boom operator? <laughs> I 
Hi, I'm Nick Roars from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and you're listening to Fade In. Did they recorded? Recorded? Under, okay. Hi, I'm Nick Roars from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and you're listening to Fade In, recorded under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios. So at the end of at the end of the shoot, uh, I think it was Roger. Do, um, yeah. Yeah, Roger is uh, one of our newer members, and he's a professional screenwriter. And on scene number seventy six, he was our behind the scenes uh, camera guy. So what happened was, um, we were getting the final shot of the day, mm-hmm. and uh, he he suggested something, and I was just really stressed out. I was like, I was like, no, I don't think we can do that right now. And then he goes, Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it was it was obviously joking, but yeah. it, was, it was really was funny. I think the exact thing you said was. I'm not really into it. And he's like, immediately, well, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny story. To, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a really good way to end the day, though. It was. So it was great. Yeah. So, thank you guys for coming in today. This is our second episode, and we will have our third recorded sometime in uh, late March. We also want to thank the Baobab Tree Studios, which is where a beautiful studios where we are recording this podcast. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking post-mortem of sorts of a parody comedy short we're doing, uh, which is a parody of a pharmaceutical commercial written and directed by Roger. So we're going to talk about that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook under Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop and on SoundCloud, which is where you're listening to us right now, uh, under Fade In, which is this lovely podcast anyway thank you so much for listening and that's it fade out